Welcome back to Dignity Leadership Consulting's podcast. We're going to continue off from the last show. We talked about insights. We talked about personality traits and why it's important to lead from a place of understanding and knowing what somebody else is all about. So again, today on my show, I have from Indianapolis, Indiana, I've got Nadine Murphy. Welcome, Nadine. Thank you. And again, as our color commentaries, I've got Chad Stedham right here across from me in the studio. And on Zoom, I've got Anna Sanchez. So welcome both of you. Hello. All right. So let's kind of, let's jump back into where we were at last. We were talking about the different colors. For a quick recap, we've got the reds, the blues, the greens, and the yellows. And our reds are our task-oriented extroverts. Our yellows are our people-oriented extroverts. And then we've got our blues, the cool blues, as Nadine likes to call them. I think I'm, I'm a cool blue, so therefore, it's got to be cool. Um, the cool blues are, are all focused on um, the task as well, but they're introverts. And then the greens are focused on people, but they're introverts. And if I recall from some of my readings, I believe uh, greens make up 75% of the world's population. So if you got a chance, I'm going to do a shameless plug. If you want to read a book to understand more about what we've been talking about, pick up a copy of Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson. It's a great read. I've read it three, four, five times myself. I listened to it and I learned something new about other people every time I pick it up. And the last time I was listening to the audio book as I was driving in and out to work, they had a reference and I referred to it on the last show. And it was reds, when reds have a bad day, they're like a shot of whiskey. And when greens have a bad day, they're like a keg of beer. So we'll go with that is, is the reds are, are probably, they're fiery, right? So it's fast, it's quick, it's spontaneous, it's bam. So it's like a shot of whiskey. It burns going down. It doesn't take, doesn't take very long to get over it, to get through it. And then we've got, you know, the greens, and they're this big giant keg of beer that's been riding on the back of a pickup, going down the bumpiest road you could imagine, and it's full of foam. And when you tap that keg of beer, the foam comes out and it keeps coming out and it goes and it's a slow, slow process to actually get some beer out of the keg. And that's kind of what when I look at how greens are when they have a bad day. It's just not a bad day on Monday. It bleeds into Tuesday, into Wednesday, into Thursday. It rolls all the way through the weekend into the next week before they ever get over it. So where I kind of struggle though, because I'm not the expert and we've got Nadine on the phone or on the Zoom call who is an expert. So I don't know, am I accurate with my reds and greens and then I need help on what is it like for a blue or for a green to have a bad day? Yeah, uh, so definitely that earth green, they can be seen as stubborn, really digging in. And that's where I think I was really picking up on that. Um, it can kind of roll over from day to day. They're, um, they're really um, maybe bland even, you know, docile, stubborn. Uh, but that cool blue energy if on a bad day, they could be seen as indecisive, maybe a little bit cold or reserved, uh, disinterested in what's going on, suspicious even um, on, a, on a bad day. Uh, and then, you know, on the flip side for that sunshine yellow, uh, they can be seen as hasty or, or flippant, um, you know, really uh, not paying attention to the feelings of, of some of their comments. So um, indiscreet or frantic could be um, some good descriptive words for that sunshine yellow. Perfect. Well, I, I can't let 
this go where it's not addressed? So first off, Rich and Anna and Nadine, I don't know how you guys felt, but Rich read a book three, four, five times surrounded by a bunch of idiots. So I don't know what that's saying about his thoughts or feelings around us to start out with. But hey, Nadine, I do have a question for you, though. So when, when you talk about this and we think about the insights and the different colors that we have, and I'm a fiery red as Richard, but it's, so I'm red and yellow. Uh, question for you. So if I have a tough conversation with somebody that I'm leading, and at the end of the day, like I'm okay with it, I could go out and have a drink with that individual after the fact. Like, is that a, is that a red trait or yellow or how would you describe that? Yeah, it, it's a little bit of mix of both um, of you being okay with it. You know, I, I'm wondering how that person, you know, that was on the receiving end is okay with it. And, and the key here that I don't want people to forget about is understanding your color preferences is not an excuse for bad behavior. And, and so if we happen to be overly aggressive with somebody and want to go have a beer after work and, and they decline, I would encourage you to reflect on, did I, did I bring up too much fiery red? Was I too demanding? Was I too blunt? you know, and, and reflect on that and, and explore, you know, why they didn't want to go and have that uh, beer with you after work. Maybe you did come across too over, overbearing and demanding and, and then have a conversation with them. And the flip side, and I've had this personally, where I had a new manager, and if we can just do a brief minute for a personal story, I had a new manager that I was struggling with. And I made a comment in a meeting and I saw him physically respond to it. And it took everything I had in me, but I went and I approached him and I said, we've got to work together. So when I'm speaking, I see something physically happen with you. Can we talk about this? And we turned a corner that day. And from that day forward, we, we got better and better and better because I was not afraid of having that tough conversation. And, and he became more self-aware and, and we are just, we're working better. So getting back to, you know, really laying into somebody, having fiery and energy, get stuff done, but you can't leave scorched earth behind you. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you can't be burning bridges, right? Right. So we got to be able to get over it. So I'm going to go back to Chad's comment about surrounded by idiots. In, in the basis of the book, it's, it's all how we look at things through our personal lens in life. And if you go out and you try to find somebody that's going to be just like you, and that's what a lot of people do, right? They're looking for somebody that is just like who we are, and it just doesn't exist. Everybody's different. We all have different filters. We all have different preferences. And the basis of the book is basically, well, if you're not like me, you've got to be an idiot. Therefore, everybody around me is an idiot. But what this does is it opens up our eyes to a whole new world where we can start understanding. And I'll even go into, so we did a little break earlier and all of us were talking and I went straight into my, what did I go into, Nadine? My straight fiery red. Yes. And, and you guys were all more concerned on how things were going. You know, all right, it's your show, Rich. It's your podcast. How are things going? And, but here's what's cool about understanding and working with people and knowing their backgrounds. You were able to stop me in my tracks I was able to listen and understand that I wasn't talking in your language. 
I wasn't talking about the people. I was talking about the tasks, about the process. And that's my preference. But you recognized it as a listener and you were able to correct me. And then where I'm going with this is for me, if I'm talking and you're listening, or let's say I'm talking and you're not listening, that's probably more important. You're not listening to me. Why are you not listening? I'm probably not talking to you in a manner that you can understand or relate to. So I need to reshape my thought process, which, and this is why I think it's important for leaders to understand their people and to know what colors they are. So when I walk into a room and talk to you, Chad, or, or, and I talk with you, you guys are different people. Yes. Right. But so many of us want to fall back into our personal habits and just start going and bless your heart, Nadine, you flat out called me out. But that's a sunshine yellow and it helps. And that's how high performing teams start to begin to build because they start building trust with each other because they, they're vulnerable. They've got these, these guards are let down. And I think somebody touched on it earlier. Um, blues, we talked about blues. Blues are big at building walls. And we, we'll put up this facade and you're not going to get by my wall. I, yeah, I'm going to keep you at a distance because if you're going to come to me, you better know more than me because I've already figured it out. I've already got all my answers. I've already done the research. I've done the homework and you can't possibly know more than me. And then even on top of that, what's more dangerous is when a blue runs into a blue because they know more than I do. I know more than they do. And now we've got this big giant pee pee dance, if you will. It's like, who's going to win? So you got to learn how to bring all those colors in. And I'll open up to you guys for comments. I'm sure some of you have experienced something like this in the past where you've had, and Nadine, you talked about it. I don't know, Anna or, or Chad, if you've had an experience where you finally had that aha moment and you break through with somebody. I, I've had several. I, I had a manager uh, working for me and he would come into my office and, and he, he led with a strong, uh, cool blue energy and he would go on and on and on and he would pick up, there would be something. I was trying, I was trying to dial up my blue energy, but he'd pick up on something, some tell and he's like, hold on, I'm giving you way too much detail. Let me get, it, let me get to the bottom line up front, the bluff, like Chad was saying at the last um, session. And you know, he'd catch himself and get to the point, uh, which is a little bit of that red energy that I, I, I also lead strongly with as well. So um, th that when when him and I went through this uh, learning experience, our relationship and our ability to get things done and work better uh, leaps and bounds. It was it was amazing the change and how quickly it happened. Yeah. It, I'd have a personal experience too. And this is when I was a, a senior banker and I had a leader, we had a administrative staff that helped support the bankers. And you, you, I had a situation where I had to coach up, if that makes sense to everybody. And where I had the administrative staff come to me and wondering why our manager wasn't talking to them. He Cool blue, uh, very introverted. Uh, would walk straight into the office, pass everyone, and into his office and shut the door, and you know to get the task done. And when I started hearing the the admin staff talk about, you know, what did we do? Is he mad at us? Did we do something? They were worried that that there was something amiss. So I had to go to that manager and just say, you know, fortunately he and I had already had have developed a 
a relationship of, of mutual trust and respect. And I said, could you please just say good morning to everyone when you walk in the office? <laughs> Can you just do that one thing? Because I know it's going to make a world of difference. Really? I didn't know that. It matters to them? Yes, it does. And he just didn't know and didn't think it was important and didn't realize that uh, the way, you know, his demeanor, the way he, he, he behaves matters. And just that simple thing. And it, like you said, it turned the corner. It was beautiful after that. And I think that even helped our own relationship grow in ways where then he came to me, what do you think if I do X? And what do you think if I do Y? So all of a sudden I became part of this, his sounding board. And that really worked. But just those simple things just matter. And communication is imperative. In, in building strong, solid, high-performing teams, just being able to have that trust, mutual trust, to have those conversations and help everyone be better. Yeah, okay. And he turned to you for help and maybe in an area of that earth green energy that people where he might be a little bit, it's in there. You know, the fact that he started asking you for advice you know, is a, is a great signal that uh, he recognized that that area was maybe a little bit weaker uh, than some of his data-driven or maybe even task-driven areas. That's exciting. I, I love hearing those kind of stories. He's a great leader. He is. And the thing that you're talking about there, and I love that because I've got more stories about this rich than I would care to even share on here, but I was a really young leader up front. So I was actually the youngest individual on the team that I was leading. And I had some of the same traits that you were talking about, where if everybody would just hurry up and do things my way, they would realize that I was right and that they were wrong and they would find the error of their ways. Right. And that leadership <laughs> style didn't work too, too well for my first, uh, my first role as being a leader. So Leadership's really about the adaptation, right? You've got to learn. And I think that's one of the great things about this podcast with the insights piece is truly learning how to be able to better communicate with your team. You're the individual as the leader that's going to have to be able to adapt to those styles. So I, I love this aspect. And I love this podcast around insights. So, so the piece that I'm picking, you're hitting my, my why statement, right? Learn, grow, lead, create a world of dignity. So we all have to learn and, and everybody sees the meme going around. I've created my own, I've reused it, I've stolen it. So now I own it, I guess, because I used three times and it comes yours. It's leaders never stop learning. And we're always learning about ourselves. And if you're not learning about yourself, how are you going to be able to help other people and how are you going to help them grow? And you guys have all been touching on one of my favorite words of all time and it's trust. And how do we build up trust? Well, number one, you've got to show up and be, be authentic. You got to be genuine. You got to be who you are. So if you're, if you're yellow, be a yellow, if you're blue, be a blue, but you also have to understand that that can be abrasive. And Anna, you went in and you, you started talking about this. And I think you and I've been reincarnated and here we are from a different life because I was that person that you were just talking about. I used to walk in and I, I started asking for feedback. I, I read a book. So I read a bunch of books. I read too many books. Um, and just because you read a book doesn't make you a leader, right? You actually got to read it, understand it, write about it, practice it, kind of like a doctor, right? You're not a doctor just because you go to school. You got to practice it. So one of the books I read was Thanks for the Feedback. And in that book, they talk about taking the information that hurts, that's hard to hear, 
And I started doing that and I started asking my people for information, but I'm a blue. So I had the wall built up. So I had to break the walls down. But once I got those walls down, people started giving me feedback. And lo and behold, somebody said, when you come into work, why do you go straight to your desk and check your email and see what's got to be done for the day? I'm like, I don't know, just what I do. I'm a blue. So I started learning about my tasks. So I was that person. I'm walking in. I'm not saying good morning. I don't do anything. And now I've trained myself. I walk in, I've moved things. I moved the coffee out of my office. So it forces me to go turn it on in the lobby to talk to people. So I have to say hi. I have to say good morning. And guess what? They got hot coffee when they show up at work. There's my green energy. I'm taking care of somebody else. But anyway, so I've, I've trained myself. I've set up my environment to be different so I can do different things. And I've started coming out and I started realizing, and now I show up at work. It might be 9.30, 10 o'clock before I even start my laptop. I got people, you know, I got bosses that are texting me. I got clients that are texting me. You know what? I'm sorry, but if I don't have my employees here and I'm not taking care of them and putting them first, none of this is going to get done. So I walk around, I check on everybody, but it's one of those things that I have to do. I have to force myself out of my comfort zone and go and do something. And that's another one of my little statements too, is right, is we have to exit the comfort zone. And I, I think we talked about it a minute ago. So building trust with your team. So number one, being vulnerable, understanding who you are. And then, um, you know, we got to move on down the line and, and to build trust, you got to give trust but you've got to speak their language. You've got to understand where these people are coming from. Rich, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you see noticeable improvement on productivity when you made those subtle changes? Holy cow. Did I, I think I texted you this question I, and I didn't for our listeners, but I did. But honestly, you do, you see production goes way up and I've, so I'm a blue, so I do research, right? I've got to have everything backed by facts. Production goes up 56% when you make your employees feel like they belong in the organization. And one of the biggest things that corporations or leaders or teams are doing right now, especially if you're a publicly traded company and everything's all about the stock and how much money you're making and how much revenue you're generating, what's your margins? Everybody's looking at the numbers, which I hate. I'm sorry, I hate it. I've taught myself not to do that anymore. You gotta look at the people. But everybody's like, how do we get up production? Okay, it's pretty simple for me. Go take care of your people. It's that easy. Build trust with your team, communicate with them, understand who they are. If they're green, you got to learn how to get them involved. If they're yellow, you got to party with them. If they're red, you just got to be, be brief, be quick and be gone. <laughs> and if you talk to a blue, we got to go through it. You're right. You got to have all your data, all your facts and everything lined up. And if you don't know how to talk to those people, you're not going to make them feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. So how do you turn it? So this is great right there. So whenever you're talking to new leaders though, because I think that's what a lot of the individuals or some of the individuals in this podcast will be individuals that are wanting to learn more about leadership and continuing to grow. So, and Nadine, this might be a good question for you. So if we don't have the insights exam to be able to provide for these individuals, should we take this eight question test or how do we start to better identify what some of our staff may actually be? Uh, sure. The, the, the eight question test is good. Also talking to people 
and asking them and you're going to get some signals really quick. Uh, you know, do you like to have uh, agendas? Does, does your employee ask you, should I prepare anything for this meeting that you scheduled with, with just a subject with nothing else in the body? You know, that, that's a good indicator that they're, they're, they could be leaving with some cool blue energy because they want to know how they can better prepare for that meeting. So just talking to your people and understanding um, what, you know, listening to them uh, will give you some great cues as to what their preference might models might be. I like that. Yeah, it, it does. It does make a, a big difference when you start understanding, you know, and it's, it's just getting out and communicating with people and understanding who they are as an individual. And part of being a leader and part of our society, and I'm going to say it as, you know, we had Brooke on a show with us, but it's people that come from other countries really bring it out in Americans. And as Americans, we, we show up at work and we've got to be something that somebody expects us to be, you know, Oh, you're the boss. So you've got to act like this, or you're a follower. So you have to act like this. And my answer to that is no, you got to be you and you got to be genuinely you so that you can give your best. And then when you allow that to happen in an organization, people start to feel like they belong. And then we're back to that sense of belonging where you get the increase in production. And, you know, and I was working with the group this past week, and I said, hey, what's your number one focus? What do you guys need to do as a, as a leadership team? And they said, you know, um, we've gotten rotten ratings on our customer service. And I said, really? I said, so what do you think the best way to go about that is? And, you know, they didn't really have an answer, which is kind of why I was in the room, right? I'm helping them out. And I said, do you think we need some customer service training? And I was shocked because I thought they were all going to start nodding their head yes. And they didn't. They said, no, we really don't think that's going to work. And I said, well, how about if we start putting all these people first? And we did. And we actually went through this insights training that we just did with you guys, these eight questions. So I jam packed this in, in, in one quick day with this leadership group. And in, four, in 48 hours, we changed the morale of an entire organization and got people to start buying in. And we even had customers calling us and going, what did you do? It's not a magic recipe. I mean, just treat people like they matter. Treat people, they do matter. It's not like they matter, it's they do matter. People matter and they're your most important asset in any organization. I don't care if you're online doing digital stuff or if you're doing service stuff like at a restaurant or a hotel, you've gotta take care of the people because people are gonna sell your products for you. Without them, you got nothing. It's the most valuable resource, hands down. So when you're, when you're in the banking thing and you're going through your, uh, your assets and liabilities, where do, where do people fit on your balance sheet? <laughs> you knew I was going to pull out a banking yeah. question. They're, they're absolutely the number one asset. They absolutely are. And, you know, whenever I leave a sales organization, right? So in my lead, uh, I had a previous boss that said there's two ways to grow sales. You get the people you've got to do more, you get more people, one of the two. But there's so much in to get more out of the people that you have, you can't just blanket that statement, right? And that's a whole nother podcast of how to be able to do that. Yes. But when you think about that, people aren't just numbers. And that was, that was one of the, anyway, I, I won't get into that. No, yeah. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, and I'm going to give you a heads up because I'm going to hit this question with you next. And then Nadine, you're going to analyze their answers for us. All right. <laughs> so 
Chad, well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of Anna because she's a green, so I've got to give her a little time to prepare. Chad, that. Chad you are you are fire red, red right so we're just gonna it's right. be brief and be gone. So we got to get you over first. There we so go. so here's my question. So and here's why I'm asking because Anna and Chad both come from the banking industry, and banking is all about the numbers and it's all about the money. And for me, it's like you can't put profits over people. You got to put people first. So you're a new leader. You're in an industry like you're in. It doesn't have to be banking, but it's all about the numbers. So in 60 seconds. Tell me, what are you going to tell a new leader on how to lead their team to success? So and I would just go through a definition of what leadership actually is. So leadership is influence. So the first thing I would say is how do you positively influence, impact, and motivate your team? And so you'd have to be able to identify what those internal motivators are for each individual and be sincere, be your true authentic self. Bam. I love it. All right. So, Keep that answer down, and I want to go over to Anna. Anna, I'm going to ask you the same question. Industry, numbers-driven, profits are important. What are you going to tell a, a new manager just landed into a leadership role? I'm going to tell a new leader, in this order, lead yourself, lead the team, and lead the business. The business will happen. Profits will happen. Growing the business will happen. As long as you're your authentic self, that you have a sense of self-awareness as a leader and then turn that into leading the team and helping them grow. I am freaking out <laughs> um, <laughs> because I mean, seriously, this is so textbook. I, Anna's answers were all about you, yourself, take care of yourself first, that earth green energy and Chad's were extroverted and you know snappy and quick 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 uh i mean i love it i this this is like textbook uh but, you know we couldn't have planned this better uh nicely done both of you uh it's you're being your authentic self with those answers and it resonates it, it, with me it does nicely right. done I and, love and it. i'm sure chad i don't know you well enough but uh but uh I know that even our styles being as different as they are, we're both hugely successful. So it works. You know, so it, it's just a different way of getting to the same result. Um, one of the very first leadership books I read was that of Mary Kay Ash. And she actually says in her book that the profit and loss statement, if you know a little bit about her company, Mary Kay Inc., she, it was a private company then she went public and then she brought it back and turned it back into a private company. And she'll tell you that the profit and loss statement, P&L uh, for short, means people in love, not profit and loss. <laughs> so she was very much the, the, the green uh, natured type of leader in the way she ran her business. And, it, and it's still here today after 75 years or however long she's had it. But, but that's, that's really what, we've been talking about in terms of, of how we support the team and how to be leaders and lead ourselves. So I just had an aha moment that we need to share with all of our listeners. And I did not plan this. So I'm a blue, Chad's a red, Aiden is a yellow, and Anna's a green. We have every single color on this podcast. So here's what I'm going to say because somebody's going to ask the question, Hey, I'm a red. Can I be a leader? 
I'm a green. Can I be a leader? It doesn't matter what color you are in the personality traits or what personality you have. It's about who you are and how you can, how you love your, love the people. Go back to the, the people in love statement. I'm stealing that one, by the way. That one's, that wasn't really mine. So I'll give you credit right now. That was credit of Anna Sanchez. Next time it's going to be credit of Rich Levine. Okay. <laughs> but, but that was brilliant because it is all about, it's about the people and the love and, if you just show people you care, mm -hmm. you start getting them to do more things for you. And, you know, you, one of my favorite books of all time is Extreme Ownership. And sometimes I say it's, it's what you preach, what you tolerate. And there's a lot of different things in there. But you also have to, if you want something, and then Zig Ziglar taught me this one, you know, you have to give in order to get what you want. So you got to go find out. And I was working with a team this week on production. Their production is way behind. And I said, hey, as a leader, you need to go out there and ask them, what do you need to get the job done? Make them feel important. When they tell you what they need, go try to solve as many of those problems as you can. And in return, you're going to get what you want. You're going to get production. Now, is that, that's not how we'd normally think of things, right? You'd say, okay, well, I just got to go out and you know, put the vice on them and, and get them to crank out some more. But what it really comes down to is, is how you treat those people. So we're coming up to the end of the 30-minute period. It's been another great show. I appreciate everybody's time coming on today. Um, I'm Rich Levine, the leader of, the founder of Dignity Leadership Consulting. So leader's just in my vocabulary. It's just what I say. You can find me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn backslash rich.levine and Levine is spelled L-E-V-E-N-E. -E. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Dignity Leadership Consulting. So with that, I'm out. Thanks. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.